It's time for You Talking to Me with your host, Big JD. That's right. This is you talking to me. I'm your host, Big JD. My guest today is comedian Mel Lucier, a.k.a. Malicious. From Ontario, Canada, she's a Border City Comedy Fest wildcard winner, has shared the stage with many pros, and is well known for shocking her audience. With no filter, no holds barred, and no way to stop her rising in the ranks, Malicious now joins me on the show. Mel, welcome to you talking to me. Hey, Big JD. Thanks for having me. Let's start out by what got you interested in comedy, because I know that you got into comedy a little bit later in your life. Yeah, it was considered to be a grown up of some sort. My kids were older and they were moving out of the house and you kind of put stuff on your bucket list. What do you want to do in your second half of life when, you know, when you lose a little of the responsibility and you want to have some fun? So I literally put it on my bucket list. Like on New Year's Eve, but about five years ago, you make that list of stuff you want to do. And the universe had some way of just rewarding me. And I got a call a couple of weeks later from a friend that was putting on a comedy show and just thought, you know what, you're, you're, ass, you're funny. Would you like to come out and try your hand at this? And that was the beginning of a, just a wonderful adventure. So it's been five years. Wow. So then when you got your start, like, what did you do to make it happen? You know what I started out doing? It was a fundraiser at, uh, at a really just a small bar in Windsor. And it was a lot of fun. And then the comedy community is pretty tight. So you kind of show up at clubs and try to get some stage time. And I really didn't get any time at the comedy club here until I had a few more, you know, open mic nights. You just go and try out your stuff. And I always have the joke that whoever I open for goes on to big success. So I opened for a big comic in L.A. now, Aisha Alpha, and she invited me to Toronto to do some shows with her. And that was kind of the beginning of getting a little bit of recognition in the comedy world. I did shows in Toronto, and then I brought some of the Toronto comics back to Windsor. And we used to do big uh, fundraising shows for not-for-profits and just had a a great time. Comedy is one of the best things you can do for $10 on a Friday night, eh? unless you have, you know, too many beers. But it's a really good entertainment thing. Yeah, definitely. It's a lot of fun. And it's funny that you actually started elsewhere. You went to Toronto. Usually people start here and they and they hone their skills and everything. And then finally they get to yeah. go to a big city like Toronto and you actually started there. But you won a contest early on here too. Can you tell me a little bit about that? A couple of years ago, there was a Border City Comedy Festival and I had just started out. And I, and I think my, uh, my belief in myself was a little bit bigger than my talent. I tried out and I didn't make it, but they had a wild card event that they hosted so that they could have somebody even from this area because a lot of the comics, like I said, were big names that when they win the contest, they go on to do wonderful stuff, even, you know, across Canada and the States. So there was a wild card contest that I won. And then I got to be on the big stage with some of the comics. And I think I was more excited to watch them and learn and, and figure out a lot of stuff. That's a really, really big stage when you're standing up there by yourself. So that was exciting winning that contest. Uh, you know what? The next morning I was getting phone calls and stuff. I guess it was front page in the newspaper. I didn't even know it. I just thought that was fun. And then, you know, kind of went to bed. So it was really exciting. It opens up a lot more clubs and opportunities for you. 
Yeah, yeah, very cool. You also juggle being a mom and you have a career job. So how does that work for you? You know, I'm a, a busy woman, uh, Big JD, and I think that every woman should get uh, a bikini wax. I think it saves a lot of time in your day. You can get dressed faster. Uh, you can, you know, get cleaned up faster. I'm... <laughs> no, you know what? I always... I always try and say my daughters are in their 20s now, and I think they're just as much work as they were when they were two. I do have a full-time job, and I do a lot of stuff in a not-for-profit and charity world as well. And I just always joke that I really don't do any of it very well, but I certainly have a really good time. Uh, You have to kind of manage your time, you know, make sure that what has to be done gets done and that everything else really isn't important when you're out there having fun and, and, you know, actually living your dreams. It's pretty cool there stand up and make people laugh. I think it's uh, one of the coolest things I do. Do you prefer a certain type of show over another? Because I know you mentioned fundraisers and I know you've done benefits and special events and then multi-comedian gigs and stuff like that. So is there something you prefer, some type of show over another? My favorite thing to do is just to to, uh, be in an uncensored environment. Um, Unlike this show. Everybody needs to wax their mudgy once in their life and they'll understand how much easier Okay, mudgy. Now, I don't know if I have to beep out mudgy or not, but I don't think so. <laughs> Where, what was I even talking about, Big JD? What were, oh, my favorite venue. I think it is. And, and to go to a comedy club and be on that stage and have your time and just have fun with it and not be censored. And you can swear and you can say some off-colored stuff and you can have a little bit of shock value there. On the other side of it, I, I do a lot of serious stuff and I, I'll MC fundraising events and I'll do a lot of stuff. And I generally do those uh, for very close to free. If you want to give me a chicken wing and a, a glass of water, I'm pretty happy. <laughs> a lot of these charities struggle to raise money. And I think if I have the ability to command a stage, keep things on track, help them worry about what they need to do behind the scenes, that's pretty easy for me. And I've hosted uh, or you know been the MC of a lot of serious, serious events. I find that's probably the most difficult one I do when you have to, you know, talk about uh, hardships of the youth of today or um, even the LGBT community. And probably tone things down a little bit, maybe? It's it's really, it's more exhausting for me to be serious than it is for me to be funny. So where do you pull your inspiration from for your jokes? Always, always everyday life. There's always going to be some inept cashier at Walmart or the guy at Starbucks that just makes you crazy. I pull my inspiration just from those moments of life. And the funnier thing is, is that I pull most of the script from talking to my friends at work around the, in the break room. The and water cooler. Funny, the water cooler, yeah. <laughs> when you get to develop the humor in it and when you are surrounded by really funny people, it helps. And sometimes it just comes out on stage and I get off stage and I go, did I just really say beads on stage? I can't even believe the stuff that comes out of my mouth sometimes when I'm on stage. I don't play the audience. If you heckle me, I have one or two comebacks. I don't play with the audience. Sometimes I think they're there to be entertained. It's not for me to make fun of them or for me to do anything. It's always the same sort of idea that life is ironic and life is entertaining. And you know what? Mankind's pretty dumb sometimes. And they're a lot of fun to make fun of. I think that's it. And everybody's always laughed. And everybody always enjoys it. So I have a good time with it. I really do. Except radio hosts, of course. They're brilliant. All of them are brilliant. They got a beat button and an edit button. So I don't know. (laughs) They are very brilliant when they edit themselves. I have no edit button. I have no filter, I think. So that's even more dangerous. So who are some of the comedians that have influenced you? Any in particular that you're fond of? It's really old school. Uh, Roseanne Barr uh, was probably one of my favorites. And I was bringing up my 
young children, probably at the same time that she was popular. And I had like a kinship with her when you're just a, a, a single mom and you're working really hard and you're doing your absolute best. It doesn't turn out. I raised very funny, intelligent children like their mother. So some of the, even the banter that's in my house is really entertaining. A lot of them have, have passed away. John Candy. Some of them are just spectacular when you watch what they do. And I think uh, Mr. Radio Show host, you would know when you listen to somebody else's radio show you watch oh are there other radio shows not as good as yours Uh, now she's joking again i did a show a couple weeks ago and the comics are always at the back of the room watching somebody else perform and uh the headliner said to me you know what's funny when comedians watch a show we don't laugh we go that was funny that was funny we're watching what they're doing and we're you know enjoying it on our level and a level where we know how much work it takes to get up there and to manufacture it and to present it and to make people laugh in, in such a, a natural style and a natural way. So yeah, that brings up a, a really good point. Like I mean, even when you're watching a sitcom or something like that, are you are you more like listening to the the jokes and the delivery and all that stuff, or do you find yourself like bursting out into laughter? You know what? When I'm watching like a sitcom, I'm completely zoned out and just entertained and and taken in by it, and I laugh. Like okay. I have a very difficult time watching stand-up comedy on TV. I ha- you have to be in the space for it to be entertained. Otherwise, that's what I'm doing. Is I'm watching how they walk, how they what they're doing with the microphone, how they are physically present themselves. Because even when I started five years ago, I stood at the microphone. Now I, I don't, I, I work the stage. I'm a little more physical. I kind of do interact with the audience just to have a conversation, but never to make fun of them or never to disrespect them. They're there to be entertained. But yeah, you watch somebody's style and how they command the stage, how they use the whole stage, how their timing is, how long do I wait when people are laughing to start the next line and stuff. It's a whole lot more technical than I thought, but you know, at the end of the night it, it works and I don't know how I do it some nights and people seem to enjoy themselves. So you certainly do do it. I do. And I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm more honored big JD that you've been at a, a show or two of mine and you have a good time and you enjoy it. And that's, that's all I do it for. And what advice would you give someone wanting to become a comedian just starting out maybe? Don't expect perfection in the beginning. Get up and do your best. Find your style. Uh, Do as much as you can. The open mics are the best opportunity to try out new material and a new way of doing things. And just um, there's a natural, everybody's got a natural way of how they're going to perform or how they're going to speak and just find that people can tell when you're not honest with who you are, your comedy or anything. They can tell when it's over rehearsed instead of just be up there and have a whole lot of fun. And then, you know, the most painful thing I do, what's that? I watch my show after if somebody's taped it on their phone or somebody's done something, I am my own worst critic, but I watch my show and I'm like, Oh, that was not graceful. That was not whatever. But you learn what, the audience sees that may be distracting them from what you're trying to do, right? Sure. You, you've kind of figured out what works. For the most part, I'm pretty happy with what I see. Sometimes I'm more upset with what I wore on stage. I'm like, what <laughs> What were you thinking? That looks horrible. I'm, I'm more concerned about that uh, when I see the footage than I am, you know, on my timing that because people seem to laugh and they seem to enjoy it. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do whatever I can with it. I'm excited about, you know, my future in comedy. And speaking of your future in comedy, what's next for you? There's a company in my city that brings in some of RuPaul's drag queens. And I usually host a show. Very difficult because you only have 
so many minutes. And he, sometimes they introduce a, a, a drag queen. I have 30 seconds to be my charming, wonderful, cynical self. So it's not a lot of time. I'm going to put some tours together. I was looking at the east coast of Canada, New Brunswick, uh, Prince Edward Island, and uh, Nova Scotia to do. They have a branding out there called East Coast Life. Mm-hmm. And it's all positive and happy. And I was just going to go out and ruin it for them and be like an <laughs> East Coast Strife tour and just hit up that part of Canada and then do a summer tour out there, do like 12 weeks. And where can listeners find Malicious on the web? I have a wonderful company that's done some of my promotions, OMS Entertainment. So I have some YouTubes. I do have some new footage coming out. So keep your eye on that. Uh, my fan page is at uh, Mel Lucia on Facebook. My links are there. I'm going to try and get a web page developed shortly because this thing has really taken off and I think uh, I need a little more publicity and web page, but I do have some new footage that'll be coming out within the next couple of weeks. Very cool. I really appreciate you being on You Talking to Me. I wish you all the greatest success that could ever come your way. All right. Thanks, Shady. Thanks for being on the show. I'd like to thank Mel Lucier, a.k.a. Melicious, for joining me on the show today. I appreciate her taking time out from her busy schedule, stand-up gigs, and amazing work she does for her local community to hang out with us here on the show. And I'd like to thank our You Talking to Me listeners for listening to the morning show Sunday mornings online at tunein.com. And for those of you who subscribe to the Big JD and Lippo in the Morning podcast in iTunes, which also is released every Sunday morning. And the morning show is where you get the early You Talking to Me interview releases. And all interviews are released later in the week at podbean.com. Until next time, this is You Talking to Me. I'm your host, Big JD. Thanks for listening.